Christian Heritage Ministry, in cooperation with Fuller Seminary, proudly presents the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, a broadcast of the Gospel with Dr. Charles E.
let's stand and sing heavenly sunshine. Everybody happy, say amen. That's wonderful. Now, are you ready to sing through heavenly sunshine and sing it out to the millions listening in on the old-fashioned revival hour? And as you do, turn around, shake hands with as many as possible. Now, all together on heavenly sunshine. Heavenly seated, please. A happy time of fellowship every Sunday around the old-fashioned revival hour, giving forth the Word of God.
walk in Jerusalem just like John. Yes, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. John said the city was just for square. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. And he declared he'd meet me there. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. Yes, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. Oh, John, oh, John, what do you say? Walk in Jerusalem just like John. That I'll be there on the coming day. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. Yes, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. To walk in Jerusalem just like John When Peter was preaching at Pentecost Walk in Jerusalem just like John He was endowed with the Holy Ghost Walk in Jerusalem just like John Yes, I want to be ready I want to be ready I want to be ready To walk in Jerusalem just like John I to the sweetest voice in radio, Mrs. Fuller. Honey, go right ahead with the letter. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> Since I've had this cold, I asked Mr. Fuller never to say that, please, and to say it now of all times, but I can't do a thing with him. Well, greetings, friends. A young lady in South Dakota, school for the blind, writes that leaving for the summer, she cannot take her radio, which is a combination with a talking book machine, and too heavy. But she hopes that where she goes, people will turn on this hour sometime so that she can hear it while she's away. She says, thank you for all the help that you have given me. The book of Ephesians will always remind me of you, Mr. Fuller. I'm sending some to help out, for though we in the United States can hear you on different places on the dial every Sunday, I am interested in Europe, keeping the one station which they have and which they need so much. Well, that is true. They're most appreciative in Europe of that Luxembourg station. It does come on awfully late at night, but people are listening and more and more are sitting up to listen all the time. A lady writes from England, dear Dr. Fuller, I'm an invalid, unable to leave my bed for the past 18 years. But God has been so good to me always. Christian friends come to visit me, and some asked me, did I ever listen to Dr. Fuller's program from California? And I said, Oh, yes, I do thank God for those lovely services, which come so clearly as if you were right in the room. The beautiful old gospel hymns sung so perfectly, and no one who listens could doubt God's way of salvation, for that is given clearly, too. Lovely to hear you sing, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. We'll be praying for you every day. That's a lovely letter, isn't it? Dear Charles, a group of us nurses here in Scotland were sitting in a very despondent mood listening to the radio when we heard your revival hour. We just happened to tune in. 
the wonderful singing and the cheering message put new faith into us. My friends asked me to write and tell you that we will be listening regularly. That signed a male nurse. Here is a good letter from a lad, a native. He writes from Okinawa. Dear Reverend Fuller, your program is like a cool drink on a hot summer day, and I really enjoy it very much. It means a lot to me, for there are not enough churches on our island which preach the true gospel. I was converted July the 11th, 1947. I was a bartender and about as wicked a man as you could imagine. Today I am a real child of God. I knew my life wasn't right, but I didn't know what was wrong. I started to listen to your program and to go to a Youth for Christ meeting, but I was bored, and I turned the radio off, and I later left in the middle of the meeting and went to a show. And after I got home from the show, I sat down and flipped on the radio, and you were singing Heavenly Sunshine. I listened through it all, and when the altar call was given, I went up to my room fell on my knees and just begged God to forgive me, a vile sinner. Since then, I have the real joy that comes from heaven in my heart and life. In this land, we really need the gospel of salvation. I do hope God will open a way someday for me to go to America to train to become a missionary to my own country in Okinawa. I hope more young people will see the need of Okinawa and Japan. But this young man gave no address, and he signed, I think it was only his first name. I wish he would write us again. It's a good letter, isn't it? And that is all I shall have time for today, friends.
stand please and sing two verses of number 125. Bringing in the sheaves, sing with us out in the radio audience. Remain standing for prayer. son Daniel with us today and he's going to lead us to the throne of grace. All right, Dan. Let's have every head bowed in prayer and every heart that is on praying ground praying before God. O Heavenly Father, we pray today that there may be much rejoicing in heaven and on earth as many sheaves are brought in, as many find what it is to be born again into the kingdom of thy dear son. We would pray especially today for those who have loved ones in their own families who as yet do not know Christ as their Savior and Lord. And we pray that they might know the joy soon of seeing that loved one come to know Thee. And then too, O Father, we would pray for those who are brokenhearted and in distress today. Bless particularly those who have laid away loved ones in recent days. We pray that they may know thy peace and thy joy which pass all understanding. And Father, bless also those who are under the load and condemnation of sin, who feel there is no escape from their sins. We pray that they may be given faith to believe in thy Son, the Lord Jesus, and come to know his cleansing power. Father, we pray therefore that thou hast blessed this broadcast today, and may many come to know the reality of Christ, who can save the soul from sin, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Oh. 
across the way. Some poor fainting, struggling seaman, you may rescue, you may save. Dark the night of sin has settled, Loud the angry billows roll. Eager eyes are watching, longing for the lights along the shore. Let the to the Old Fashioned Revival Hour with Dr. Charles E. Fuller. His message today is titled, The Budding of the Fig Tree. Open your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 25, as we rejoin the broadcast. I'll provide additional information after Dr. Fuller's message. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me down to die. In pastures green he leadeth me, the quiet waters by. His yoke is easy, his burden is light, I found it so, I found it so. He leadeth me by day and by night, where living waters go. 
soul crieth out, Restore me again, And give me the strength to take The narrow path of Bibles to Luke's Gospel, chapter 21, beginning at the 25th verse as an introduction today, speaking upon the budding of the fig tree. I want you to hear this short series through, for I'm so anxious that the wonderful radio audience that God has given the old-fashioned revival hour will be rooted and grounded and built up in the faith not tossed to and fro like children with every wind of doctrine. I want you to be ready for the Lord's return and not be ashamed that he's coming. Just hear it through. Reserve some of your questions until the end of the series, if you have any at that time. Today we're speaking upon this subject, the budding of the fig tree, or the return, restoration, and recognition of Israel. The master key which unlocks the deep mysteries of the prophetic word. Three times in the four Gospels, we find references to the parable of the fig tree. Matthew 24, Mark 13, and in Luke 21. This parable of the fig tree shooting forth its buds on the threshold of summer is termed by prophetic students of the word, the budding of the fig tree. Furthermore, it is generally agreed that this budding of the fig tree refers to this great event of world importance, the homecoming or the restoration of that nation called Israel to the land of Palestine, being restored after some twenty centuries of wandering upon and among the nations of earth without a king, without a prince, without a sacrifice, with no rest for the sole of their feet. Still further, when this budding of the fig tree does take place, that is, when Israel is in her homeland, the word of God says, not my saying, but the word of God says, there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon earth distress of nations. Let me read 
from the 25th verse of 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon earth distress of nations with perplexity, no way out. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. That is, these bodies of our humiliation, those that are in Christ Jesus, will be fashioned like unto his glorious body. That's the redemption that Romans 8 speaks of. And he spake to them a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. I'm reading God's word. Verily I say unto you, this generation has a threefold meaning, shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life, so that that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth, those that are dead in trespasses and sin and energized by the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. This is foolishness to them. Not until you've been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ will you understand this. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. First of all, to better understand this budding of the fig tree, I want to devote a few moments to God's dealings with Israel over the past century. Just a brief resume. About 1500 B.C. or in the days of Moses, the children of Israel's exodus out from Egypt from bondage in Egypt, the nation Israel came into being. And from the book of Exodus to the end of Malachi, the Old Testament records God's dealings with that nation, Israel, the descendants of the twelve sons of Jacob. The land of Palestine was granted to Abraham and his seed unconditionally forever. But, this is a very important point. The enjoyment of and the possession of that land flowing with milk and honey was contingent upon Israel's obedience to God's laws and commandments. Now, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, turn to it, please. It's one of the key chapters in the Bible. For in that 28th chapter, spoken centuries ago, we have these words. It's the outstanding chapter in this connection. And you must rightly understand this basic principle if you are to understand this message on the budding of the fig tree. 
chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, the first two verses. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice, God speaking through his own to, to Israel, diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And then down to verse 15, God recounts the wonderful blessing. Blessed shalt thou be in the city and in the field and so forth. And every time Israel was obedient, that little nation, small in numbers, could stand off the powerful, wicked enemies. And that land was prosperous and at peace, flowing with milk and honey. But wait, notice the 15th verse of Deuteronomy 28. Jot these down and read these things for yourself. And it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And from verse 16 down to almost to the end of the chapter, to verse 57, we find a list of the curses, many more curses than blessings. And over that portion of God's Word could be written these words, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Then note, please, verse 58 of Deuteronomy 28. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance and sore sicknesses, and of long continuances. Read it on down to the 63rd verse. Oh, how this has been fulfilled. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice, these are not my words, over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And ye shall be plucked from off the land whether thou goest to possess it. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people and from one end of the earth even to the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. Now notice it. And among these nations thou shalt find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. Now notice it. Remember about 1500 B.C. the nation Israel came into being. 
then from some nine or ten centuries, God, patient, long-suffering towards sinning Israel, finally His patience was exhausted. And because of the disobedience, because of Israel's going after strange gods, sinning and dis disobedient to God's will, finally, about 600 B.C., in fulfillment of Deuteronomy 28, the latter part of that chapter, the great and powerful Assyrian nation under Nebuchadnezzar, God's servant, came down to Jerusalem to sack the city and to carry many of the Israelites into captivity into Babylon. Scattered among the nations of earth. And that beloved character, Daniel, was among these. Finally, after six long centuries of darkness and despair, in God's appointed time, He sent His Son into the world, the Lord Jesus. And He came, born of a virgin. And we're told in the first chapter of John that He came unto His own Israel. But his own received him not. And they said, Away with him. Crucify him. We'll not have this man to rule over us. And so, just prior to our Lord's crucifixion, burial, resurrection, and ascension back to the right hand of the Father, he gave two great prophetic utterances. One was given from the Mount of Olives in answer to three questions. His disciples asked, and those three questions and answers are found in Matthew 24 and Mark 13. The great Olivet Discord. The second great prophetic utterance was given in answer to two questions His disciples asked while He and His disciples were in the temple. Now the second prophetic utterance, this temple discourse found in Luke 21, we find two questions. Notice the seventh verse of Luke 21. And they asked him, saying, Master, now note the question, but when shall these things be? And we're going to dig into it a little more fully next Lord's Day, Lord willing. And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? When? Shall these things be? What sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? Now note, in the Olivet Discourse and in the Temple Discourse, all of them hinge around this one thing. Behold, I show you a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, ye shall see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh, even at hand. Now, these two discourses, the Olivet Discourse and the Temple Discourse, outline the course of the age from the first advent of Christ down to His second coming. But, wait a minute. We note there that there shall be wars and rumors of wars, commotions, 
earthquakes, pestilences, famines. We've had those for over 2,000 years. And these conditions will continue until Israel is restored to the land. And the Lord, Israel's Messiah, returns a second time in power and great glory. And when He, the Prince of Peace, comes back in person, then and not until then will this war-torn world have peace. I picked up yesterday's paper, and at the headline, speaking of one of the presidential nominees, it says, Only He can bring peace. How foolish. No man can bring peace. No group of men can bring peace. No confederation of nations can bring peace. There's only one, and that's Christ, God's Son, when He comes back with healing in His wings to speak peace to a warring world. Now, the restoration of Israel to her homeland, the budding of the fig tree, marks the beginning of the period called the end days the last days of this present Gentile age. Also coupled with this restoration, there will be a concentration, a compressing of all the world's shaking events into a small period of time between that restoration and the Lord's personal return. How many years between Israel's restoration on the Lord's second coming, I don't know. God has given us a great beacon light. Now notice it. All this is given to you in background. For I want you to know what the Word of God has to say. And over the past 30 or 40 years, we've seen Israel going back in small numbers, gradually increasing in numbers until they're Quite a number of people in Palestine today, but this one thing I want you to bear in mind, and this to my humble judgment marks the beginning of the last days, the latter time, the end day period between Israel's restoration and the Lord's return. What is it? On May 1948, a little over four years ago, the nation Israel for the first time in 2,000 years was recognized as a nation among the nations of earth. The six-pointed star of David's flag is now on the level floating with us some 60 other nations in the winds of earth. And I say to you, and you can't contradict it and successfully meet it otherwise, I say to you, brethren, the budding of the fig tree has begun. And we're living in serious times. We're living in perilous times. You and I are permitted by the grace of God. Think of it. Peter and Paul and James and John and the saints of old, the martyrs of old, looking forward to this day and yet right in before our very eyes. God puts up the great signpost. He says, when ye see these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head for the day of your redemption. Draw nigh. 
I've just begun. Next Sunday, Lord willing, I'm going to speak upon the distress of nations. Be patient. Be patient. I just have to close. Leaving you with that great mountain peak truth that Israel is now recognized. The budding of the fig tree has begun. And I say on the authority of God's word, that which is spoken of in Luke 21, Matthew 24, and Mark 13 will come to pass just as God says it will come to pass. So don't be alarmed if there are signs in the heaven. If you're in Christ Jesus, say hallelujah. If there is distress among nations as much as we don't like it, God is simply ringing the doorbell saying, I'm coming. My steps are at the threshold. And when he does come, he's coming in great wrath to take vengeance on them that know not the gospel and obey not the gospel. But to those that are in Christ Jesus, like Noah of old before the days of the flood, he went up into the ark prepared. God shut the door. Noah waited restfully seven days before the floods descended. And so the church is going up, I believe, before the terrible day of the Lord, the wrath of the Almighty One will be caught up into his wounded side, the greater ark prepared for you and me, the Lamb of God. Friends, listen. So help me. I want to beseech you to be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Are you ready? I believe with all my heart we're in the end day period, 11th hour workers. We have a tremendous responsibility to beseech men and women everywhere to be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Will you bow your heads in prayer? Everyone, please. No one stirring. Friend outside of Christ in the radio audience, I plead with you to hasten to the altar of sacrifice, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, and be saved today. And while our heads are bowed in this wonderful audience in Long Beach today, how many will quickly put their hands up and say, Brother Fuller, pray for me. I need Christ as my personal Savior, and I want you to uh, pray for me. Put your hand up and signify. God bless you. God bless you, sailor lad. God bless you, soldier boy. You need Christ. God, two more, sailor lad. Over here, God bless you. Another soldier, serviceman. God bless you, lady. Hands going up all over this lower auditorium here. Friends needing Christ as their personal Savior, asking for prayer. Up in the balconies to my right. Come on. Settle it now. Put your hand up and say, pray for me. God bless you. God bless you. In the balconies to the rear. Put your hand up and say, pray for me. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. The balcony. God bless you. In the balconies to the left. Great number of hands. Yes, I can't acknowledge all of you. Continue in prayers. We leave the air on the old-fashioned revival hour. We'll have a short altar service. Last Sunday, the Holy Spirit worked here in wonderful power. Great number coming forward. Pray with us as we close the meeting here in the visible auditorium at Long Beach, California. Bidding you good.
goodbye and God's richest blessing upon you. And he-